Welcome, Welcome to Babe Patrol, Pod Mother Edition. I'm Lauren. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and uh, um, Lauren, tell everybody why um, why it's the Pod Mother Edition. Well, we got a new podcast recording setup mm-hmm. with new mics and what we're calling the Pod Mother, which is our new recording board um, with sliders <laughs> being yeah. controlled by Steph George. Yeah, we have producer in house. Yeah, one of the sliders. Yeah, and it's like rainbow and touchscreen, and it's very exciting. Yeah, look to our Insta if you want to see a little pic, because we're going to post one today. Oh, yeah, yeah, we absolutely will. So exciting to get new gear, and we're hoping that we sound like the velvet lovers that we are. (laughs) Oh, my God, I would love to be a velvet lover. I also just have to tell you that I have like a major Jones for velvet in terms of a textile. Like the feeling of it, oh my God, love it. I love how it feels on my skin. I just love velvet. And you think it's socially acceptable, don't you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I do. To drape myself in it. I don't yeah. think I actually have any velvet clothing come to think of it. Only just like a shawl and like a throw, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, I always think I'm going to love the feel of velvet and I don't, but I love the look of it. So. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. How was your week, Ashley? It was good. Um, you know what I discovered this week? Oh, oh my God. I have been binging um, a new podcast. It, the podcast is not new. It's new to me. Mm-hmm. It's called Faded Mates. Mm-hmm. And it's a romance podcast, Ooh. a romance book podcast, just about like romance tropes. And they talk to lots of different romance authors and they talk to romance oh. readers and they are just really great. It's like a dream for me to listen to because, you know, I love the romance oh, yeah, genre. Oh, yeah, fun. It's great. And um, and there's also like tropes in romance that I actually didn't even really realize existed. And so they go over that. And um, and that's like been a great surprise to me at times where I'm like, oh, that's the thing that they do like in the whole genre that I loved so much in this book or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so it was really just has been great to listen to them because they're so lovely. So that is something that I did quite a bit this Ugh, week. I love this the feeling week. of finding a new podcast that you're really into. It hasn't happened to me in a long time. Oh, bummer. But I've been craving it. Yeah. And I just, I have like a few that I listen to regularly, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, and one of them luckily comes out twice a week because wow, yeah. I just like, like I just need it. And, uh, yeah, What's I'm that one really what, that you slump. need twice I, a week? I listen to the Dave Chang show every, I listen oh, to every nice. single episode. I just yeah. love it. And they also have a, another podcast called Recipe Club that I enjoy a lot, but they just do that in like seasons, whereas yeah. the, the DC show is twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. So yeah. Yeah. I, I used to listen intermittently and then somehow it just sort of like got it, its hooks in me. And now, mm. I don't know, they just feel a part of my life. Um, and they're opinionated in a way that I truly enjoy and is like the kind of opinionated I really like. So, and they just debate stupid stuff all the time. And so it's David Chang and like and another Chris host. Yang, who oh, okay. was like the editor for Lucky Peach and he's been like a cool. food editor. He was an editor for McSweeney's for a long time. And he and David Chang have collaborated for a long, long time. And they just have cool. like a great rapport. They're almost like brothers. Mm. Um, and they have like the big boy Asian club, <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> which is what they call it. Um, 
and they just both like love food and like being really opinionated about things, which is like totally my jam. So yeah. So anyway, I listen to that all the time, but I've just been like craving something I can't quite put my finger on. Yeah. And I've tried like all of my little interest areas and I found things Mm. that are fine, but just don't quite do it for me. So I'm just longing for that next thing. Yeah. It will come when you So I'm psyched for you that you found that. All that is to say. So excellent. (laughs) Um, And uh, Steph and I had a a quick aside via text about another podcast, Ologies, which is like big. Oh, I love Ologies. Yeah, big fave. But for lots of folks, and we were sort of throwing out what our favorite episodes were, and she just did one on like abandoned houses that Steph was like, you should check this out. I think you might like it. I haven't listened yet, but. Oh, I'll have, have to listen it. to that one. Yeah. I really loved her series on ADHD. She did a, oh, a really great. good one cool. on that with a couple different uh, experts in the yeah. field. Um, um, I really loved the episode on Moss, which my friend KB had me listen to oh, um, nice. because the woman who does it, I forget her name already, but she wrote Braiding Sweetgrass. Oh, she's yeah. an indigenous ecologist. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a really cool episode. There's a really great episode on pumpkins that is like weirdly so charming. Whoever the ologist is, is an angel. And I could listen to her oh. talk for a thousand years. And she's like older and kind of a hippie. Oh. And like, I just really special. I was so warmed in my heart by that one. And then there's a kissing episode that I thought was like, really good <laughs> there are a lot i you know i haven't listened in a while and this is making me want to mm. go back and listen oh and the egyptology episode blew my mind that egyptologist is so so cool and powerful mm. so totally I worth listening. listening to that but mm. yeah i'll have to go back and check mm. the production on that's wonderful and another podcast produced by Stephen ray morris oh really yeah 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 well, because okay. um I think Georgia and Allie Ward had a podcast together and that and Stephen worked on that podcast. I think that that's anyway. Wild. Really Whoa, all these relationships, these intersecting relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always wonder, I was like, how does he I don't even understand how he does all that he does, but no whatever. kidding. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, full time job, you know. It's like yeah, cram but it still, in. I, mean, I know. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, the other thing that happened to me this week that was really weird um, was that you sent me this TikTok that I cannot stop thinking about. Oh, which is a TikTok so honored. <laughs> of Oprah and Steven Tyler in the woods I together. Know. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like looking at moss and laying on moss, and it looks like New England woods. Like it I'm, does. It yeah. absolutely does. And I was just like, that's got to be like a, uh, you know, it's got to be a, a, a clipped out portion of like a piece of her show or something mm-hmm. because it's clearly part of a much larger. <laughs> context that is not given in this TikTok. Yes. The TikTok just opens with them walking in the woods and be going, wow, wow. And then like touching the moss and Oprah being like, this is what I love. I love this. Feel this. And then and then picking up the moss and sniffing it. And I'm like, are these people on mushrooms? Like, I love the part where she's like, the silence, the silence. It's all about the silence. And, and she won't even stop Tyler talking. Just, he shoots her this look where it's like, what fucking silence lady? You just keep talking. You're literally narrating the silence. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Uh, I just like yeah, really. I cannot stop thinking about it. I've watched it a few times. I saved it to my phone. I'll put yeah, it on we'll the definitely put Instagram. It on. I just yeah, cannot say enough about it. So it's really <laughs> stuck with me. And when when she's smelling, when she picks the moss up and is smelling it and then stuffs it into Steven Tyler's <laughs> nose and is like, "Smell this." I'm like, "This lady is on drugs." It's <laughs> wild to see the two of them together anyway. And then in that setting with no context, it is I know. so surreal. And Steven Tyler in his Steven Tyler frowsy lesbian wear is like <laughs> <laughs> and like expensive woods. leather boots, yes. like, like rock and roll boots, that you know, probably cost like 
three thousand dollars like absolutely. in the middle of the like muddy woods and like stepping in the moss yeah absolutely <laughs> also i saw another random tiktok of steven tyler this week who uh was talking about the intro to sweet emotion that has a vibra slap in it and he breaks the vibra slap in the oh, middle of playing wow. it and they kept it in and he like points it out like where that is. And I just loved that because it made me think of you yeah, and your vibra slap abilities. Love a vibra slap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how was your week? My week was good. I had a delightful time yesterday. My niece turned 10 this week on Friday. Just can't believe it. It's like blowing my mind. I've mm. been sort of like, I don't know why. I've had like this emotional ramp up to the idea of her turning 10 like all year. Yeah. Anyway, just a really great cause for celebration and yesterday we had her kid party and we did an escape room and then we like went and had like waffles for lunch and it was really fun but at <laughs> at lunch at, you know at, at. <laughs> it was it's all girls they're kind of at that age where they've shifted away from little kid parties where you invite like everybody in your class and boys and girls and they're kind of in that like all my friends are girls phase uh -huh, totally before they shift back into wanting to have like co-ed parties again mm -hmm. and the conversation so we had like two big tables there were like 13 or 14 girls and then like the adults and my nephew was there and uh, <laughs> overhearing the like 10 year old girls nine and 10 year old girls like talking mm -hmm. was I mean I wish you had both been there because it was oh. like a gossip's dream but I got some real gems I couldn't hear everything they were saying but they were talking about crushes and who has crushes on who for a while oh. and there's this this one friend of hers who just has always acted like a little bit older she's very smart she's just like very advanced for her age um, but she's always been like a little more interested in boys than the rest of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I hear her say over over the like, I mean, it was like uproarious chatter and it was hard to hear anything. But I hear her say, it's not gross. It's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and then this other little girl who I fucking love. She's such a badass. She goes, romance is gross. <laughs> and it just made my whole day. <laughs> I was like, I love these kids. <sighs> yeah. So, and it was just like a day of, I don't know, after the party, we went back. My family's like a big UConn basketball family and they're in the final four and the, the game was last night and they won. And so, you know, but there were two big basketball games on and like tons of people over at my sister's house and, you know, snacks and cheese boards and like basketball and dogs and kids screaming and chaos and I didn't like get home until like 1 30 but it was a really fun day that's great so, that sounds awesome yeah it was delightful I've never done an escape room before but I have always wanted I hadn't either I oh. would totally go back so nice we do it Bay patrol escape yes oh, escape baby, patrol you get an hour maybe we could do a podcast episode <laughs> in there just book the room and they'll be watch you on a camera but well that'll be for patreon because I'm certain there are many people who do not want to <laughs> listen to us be like I don't know do you want to turn this thing I don't know is there like a key over there or it could be a segment you know we could do <laughs> yeah, a 10 yeah. minute segment uh. or just do it and enjoy it and then report back on it on the podcast precisely but yeah it was fun that's awesome yeah that's great so cool so ashley yeah give me gossip i do but you can't tell anyone okay <laughs> maybe we'll see Okay, so we're going to need – this is busybody gossip, by the way. I'm um, really, really stoked about this. I did a call. Yeah. I put a call out um, onto my Instagram last week, and I asked, uh, like, were you ever part of an organization or a club or a group or, like, a leggings MLM um, <laughs> that was wacky and, like, what was the story there? And I got this response from a great busybody. Um, so I need a name for the busybody. June. Okay. And I also need a name for an influencer who joins a cult. Sophie. 
Great. Perfect. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so this Instagram friend of mine who, um, I, I've never met in person. She's a friend, Mm -hmm. but like an Instagram friend only. And so anyway, she reached out and she was like, I want to tell you about an influencer on a cult and also yes. an MLM. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So this busybody June, she's not from new England, but she went to an old new England summer camp as a kid. And as a kid at this summer camp, she met a girl named Sophie and eventually also Sophie's younger sister, who is like not a character in the story, but exists in the world. <laughs> um, and even at a young age, Sophie was like really beautiful, super charismatic, friendly, just like very engaging and attractive to like pretty much everybody. So June was kind of describing her as like super popular. <laughs> and most annoyingly, she was really nice about it. So she was not a popular bitch. She was a really nice, popular girl. <laughs> Nightmare. Pretty, so popular, nice. <laughs> and June said specifically that it cannot be understated how pretty and compelling both of these sisters are at mm-hmm. this point. So June stays in touch with the girls as they grow up. And social media helps a lot with this because June is younger than us. So like social media is cropping up for her earlier in her life than it did for us. Mm-hmm. So in a wild turn of events, the entire family, Sophie, Sophie's entire family joins an MLM at some point here, like post summer camp, pre like adulthood, mm-hmm. whole family did joins an MLM. Like variety? Oh, just you hold oh, your horses, okay. <laughs> Mr. Audette. Um, and so it's one of the ones that sells supplements. And they're like fruit and vegetable pills. <laughs> and so they're marketed and billed as like the ultimate vitamins. And I'm assuming they're kind of like super bioavailable or something or like mm-hmm. uh, or like offer a lot of like cell restoration or something because I almost fell victim to an MLM once when I was um, a massage therapist. One of my massage clients was like, I cannot tell you the restorative power of this particular supplement that I've been taking. And like your your massage clients will love this and like was really talking it up to me. And I was like, whoa, okay. Cause I'd never been pitched an MLM before. Yeah. And this person I trusted, she was like a marathon runner and was extremely healthy. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I was working on her at another friend's house. And I asked that other friend, I was like, oh, do you, do you sell these? And she was like, um, no. And I was like, oh, I'm being scammed. <laughs> so I just, he, I like, I can hear how it can come in really easily. Anyway. So they're like super bioavailable something or something like that. Who knows? And then they're also marketed as like the way to unlock health and therefore happiness. Um, and pretty quickly, the whole family starts like kind of raking it in. Like they're really selling. And, um, and as we know from the podcast, The Dream, have you listened to that one at all? That one's about MLMs. So it's very I good. I started it and then... I think I forgot about it. Yeah, totally worth listening to. Um, And then I don't know, did you guys watch the LuLaRoe documentary, Lula Rich? No. Such a worthwhile watch. It's totally good and fascinating. But so I have learned from those two outlets. um, Once you become big enough as a single seller, then it's time to switch the model to selling people into the MLM as like your team members rather than just the product. And that's where you really start to make money. So that's what starts to happen next. The family starts recruiting people to be on your team. So they have to buy in at a certain amount of money that just goes to and you. And that's like the pyramid scheme part. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Sophie is so engaging and she's like so beautiful and she's just such a good seller and like compelling and all this stuff. And, and she's interesting on social media. She's mm-hmm. an interesting follow that like she gets a huge influx of people joining her team. 
And so then because of the high volume of folks like coming into her life and her Instagram and all that stuff, she's able to just like smash right into the world of wellness influencing without having to have a huge high Instagram follower Mm. count. So she's got, so here she is, she kind of like walks into wellness influencing. So at this point, her content on Instagram is, um, and June says, like, honestly, really good to watch. She's a total natural at selling herself and at, like, trying to prove that she has, at, like, proving that she has an achievable lifestyle and, like, you too can be as cute and cool as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she makes content that feels also, like, raw honesty. Like, mm-hmm. she's she's selling, like, like vulnerable authenticity really well. Like pushing all the right buttons. All the right buttons, yeah. especially at tw- in, in, like, 2015, 2016. This is, like, an epic moment to do that. Brene Brown is really big right now. Like all that stuff's happening all at once. And at the same time, she's doing like just in general, the imagery of her being gorgeous and funny and like beloved by everyone and very charming, you know, people cannot help themselves basically. Yeah. So June finds herself like June, our busybody also kind of finds herself being a bit of a believer at this point, which you can totally see why. And June said in her message to me, um, if anyone can convince you that powdered broccoli and a pill can fix your life, it's her (laughs) with her ability to glow and make six figures and travel all over the world and like eating what is apparently the world's best mango, like, you know, (laughs) just doing all this stuff. Um, And so after getting more than 20 people to sell the MLM for her, Sophie starts posting more about her wellness journey. And mostly this is like the honesty posting stuff, but also glow posting, skin posting, like all these different threads that kind of come together. And June admitted that at this point, she ended up going to visit Sophie at her New York City apartment and talks with her about possibly joining the MLM. And June like kind of goes for it. She like joins the MLM. (laughs) She's like, all right, I'm going to do this. And um, so she said specifically, June said specifically, so then I annoyed like 10 friends about broccoli pills, (laughs) which made me laugh. She's so funny. Um, But June also like didn't really go in hook, line and sinker. Like she, people were interested in it and she did sell some of these supplements to people, but she had a full-time job and, you know, she didn't, she couldn't really get herself to a place kind of any more than like, these are good vitamins and I think you should buy them. She Mm -hmm. couldn't really get much farther than that, you know? So she falls off after a while. So at around the same time as Sophie's like uh, wellness influencing is evolving, her content sort of naturally evolves into discovering the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure exactly what year this is happening at this point, but nowadays there is still like a lot of influencer posting about the divine feminine. I see it, I see it a lot because the algo knows that I am like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, we'll give, we'll put, we'll give this to this gal, you know? So I see a fair amount of, a fair amount of this. Um, so there are lots of different ways to kind of get into the divine feminine. And this is just as an aside about divine feminine on the internet very briefly sorry everyone but I just have to do it so the least scary of the folks pushing the divine feminine narrative are kind of like feminists some many of them pretty witchy um kind of looking to just explore what their gender expression could mean in maybe more of like an ancestral sense or like in in like some sort of like ancient way and like maybe bringing that into the future and just sort of exploring it but without um, just being too egregious about it, just trying to understand their own gender, I guess. Um, and I did some really beautiful meditations a few years ago with someone who was into the divine feminine archetype and they were, I found them to be really healing. And it was mostly like a lot of visualizing your pelvic bowl and then filling it with sacred waters or a tree or a floating flower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I really loved it. So that's one end of the spectrum. 
And then um, there's also the other end of the spectrum where there's a really high likelihood of like falling into really polarizing gender stuff without understanding sort of like or giving any understanding to the spectrum of gender. Um, And there's like a contention of really right-wing conservative new age influencers, which we all have been talking a lot of, mm-hmm. right, about the like pipeline. So this is definitely on that sort of spectrum. Um, and so those folks are like selling the divine feminine as like an anti-feminist propagandist movement. And so this is like, I don't know, I haven't seen too much of this discussed yet. So I haven't like even formulated my opinion so much on it, but I'm going to speak on it for a moment and know that like some smart feminists are going to write cool think pieces about this probably, or maybe they already have and I just haven't seen them. Um, But basically it's like this particular vision is like a lot of real homesteading, anti-birth control, like real deference to your man, have a giant brood of children. So really it's just like a real vision of stuff curated to look like sunshiny peasant pastoralism Mm -hmm. like a lot of like um cottage core but with this like scary conservative yeah yeah totally totally um so it's i personally think that a lot of the like divine feminine talk when we get into that world of it is kind of like well-marketed oppression honestly oh yeah um but that's also sort of an intense thing to say but whatever anyway i just wanted to say that the divine feminine talk and like the influencer talk around the divine feminine is still really alive and well in the internet sphere and i think it can be really empowering and healing when used in a certain way but i think you should just watch which influencers you're inspired by and remember that you are equal to any man (laughs) and that any man is also equal to you it's equality (laughs) okay So Sophie starts posting about the divine feminine. Enter one taste. Do do you know what one taste is? No. Okay. All right. Wikipedia says, one taste is a business which was primarily dedicated to teaching the practices of orgasmic meditation and slow sex. So far... Sounds up my alley, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, and so, it, okay, Wikipedia goes on. Though it embraced ideas based in Eastern philosophy, the central focus was a, a meditation practice around the sensation of a man touching a woman's genitalia. It was founded by Nicole Daydone in San Francisco. The company started to receive more widespread attention around 2007. And as One Taste grew and received more media attention, the organization was accused of cult-like, cult-like operations similar to Lafayette Morehouse, an intentional community which influenced Daydone. An expose in Bloomberg in 2018 led to One Taste being investigated by the FBI for sex trafficking, prostitution, and violations of labor laws. Hmm. So shortly thereafter, One Taste closed all of its U.S. locations and stopped hosting in-person classes. So, um, and I guess this practice actually started on a commune in Northern California in the 60s, and then Nicole Daydone sort of rebranded it and started teaching classes about how to do it. Um, So the founder, Nicole Daydone, basically sees this as a vision that it will be like empowered, sexually liberated, and satisfied women who will change the world (laughs) or like whatever. All right. So Sophie begins posting about One Taste. So she's clearly like gone to classes and has kind of like gone in big time. And it turns out that she's likely joined the company, but at least definitely joins the movement. She posts about how One Taste led her to discover something new about the female orgasm and posts about it in great detail. (laughs) And June told me that she thinks that Sophie actually may have been kicked off of TikTok for like what basically amounts to sex on TikTok, (laughs) which I think is so funny. Um, And then she posts that for her, tapping versus circles was the key for her orgasms, (laughs) which is interesting. And she said that anyone who wanted to unlock similar levels of really living 
needs to try the one taste methodology. So it's with again, broccoli supplements. Yeah, with broccoli. <laughs> exactly. So it started at broccoli supplements and it's gotten to like 15 minute long upper left hand quadrant tapping on your clit situation on this in, in this influencer's world. So eventually she kind of marries this older but not like supremely older guy. And after marrying him, she starts to quiet down about the one taste stuff. But then a year later, she launches a business about female pleasure and quote, pussy led entrepreneurship, unquote. <laughs> and that's what she's doing for full time work now. She and she still does the MLM. Like she still has a, a crew of people selling supplements and feeding into her like income stream. And her younger sister is also like a pussy entrepreneur or whatever, um, but with more photography and lives in Bali. <laughs> So they're both doing it. I would love to just it. be able to like se- send my vagina to work for me and then have all this time off. No like, shit. No <laughs> shit. You go do the work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be a pussy entrepreneur and then go eat the world's best mango yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but basically like, you know, June just reached out and was like, yeah, I had this weird experience with an MLM that also had a cult in it and also oh had this God. other thing that then there was an influencer and I was like, yeah, tell me that story. Yeah, I so. want to find this woman on the internet. I know. Now. And I didn't even ask June what her real name was. So I don't actually even know who this is wow I, I which I know is like bad investigative journalism I should have been like who is no, this person immediately it, but I kind of just wanted to this, tell the story yeah for the sake of this podcast it's probably better not to know yeah right I'd, I'd yeah. put in like too many details so I, yeah <laughs> just know that as of right now I have no idea who this person is wow <laughs> yeah well thank you that was ha- a great one have you ever like gotten enticed into an MLM I haven't yeah. um They've always felt off-putting to me but I've mm-hmm. known a number of people like especially LuLaRoe mm-hmm and some other things too, uh, the like shakes, like wellness shakes, mm-hmm. things like that, like fitness people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rodan and Fields is another one oh, that came yeah, along yeah. and like, and Mary Kay obviously is like mm-hmm. standby. Or like and, Amway. <laughs> yeah, Amway, which I've never ever heard of a person actually doing, but I'm sure it was big. But there was another, I think it was Arbonne was another one. Oh, right. I had people reach out to me on social media about Arbonne. Yeah, I've had a few people that I like went to high school with and didn't really know mm-hmm. reach out and like Delete. get swept into those things. But I, they were never like people who I was close to anyway. And even before I knew like what was fucked up about MLMs other than like the the pyramid scheme nature of them, which I kind of always knew. I, they just always gave me the heebie-jeebies. So yeah, there was a woman that I went to massage school with who reached out after massage school and was like, I really want to tell you about this amazing opportunity and was trying to sell me it on the phone and couldn't tell me what the opportunity was. She's like, it's a technology. And I was like, okay, what does it do? And she's like, well, it brings people together and like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this with you or not. And she was like, come yeah. to dinner. And I was like, no. And it like fractured our relationship. I haven't spoken to her since. Yeah. We were pretty tight in massage school. So I'm sad about uh-huh. it, you know? Yeah. I'm like, no. And also, I just want to say for anybody who is like se- trying to sell from an MLM who listens to us, like we send you lots of love. We're all just trying to make it in this world. And also, you know. Yeah, this is like they like. Folks who do that, like, are often the victim. And I'm not here to... Exactly right. Yep, exactly right. Like, I really don't think anyone's doing anything wrong. I just, you know... Just the people at the top. That's exactly right. Yes, sorry. As usual. I just meant our our listeners. uh, Busybodies are not doing anything wrong unless you're the top of a major pyramid. In which case we have sponsorships available. Exactly. Do you want to advertise... On Bay Patrol for your pyramid scheme. Uh, what you I... could get in first. <laughs> oh, God. Then bring in other advertisers. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> oh man, if only we, yeah, if only we could. I'm gonna turn those tables. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Lauren? You got some gossip this week? I do, and it is also wellness related, which is Whoa! very interesting. It's so weird how we do that. It really is. So <clears throat> I do just want to give like a little bit of a content warning because this, um, this involves people drinking their urine. So, <laughs> so maybe skip ahead like ten or so minutes if you don't want to listen to that. And I totally get it because it kind of turns my stomach too. So okay. My gossip this week started with me. I was sitting at a coffee shop and I I overheard two people sitting next to me, which is always my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But I heard them talking about this TikTok video and I couldn't quite hear like what it was about. But something they had seen on TikTok. Mm-hmm. My favorite words, conversation, just so we're clear. Yeah, it's got so many things. Overhearing, eavesdropping, and TikTok. Yeah. Um, and the only words I heard were urine flipping. <laughs> and I was Whoa. like, oh, what is that? So I like made a little note. And then I went home and looked it up. And there is this video that has been going around. Although it turns out it's from, what is that show? Like My, my Strange Addiction. It's from that show. Urine flipping. What is that urine urine flipping? You drink a dose of urine and then you don't drink or eat anything else and let that come through and filter and drink that glass. That's a flip glass full of wow. Yeah. (laughs) How do I know that? I have been flipping urine. Flipping, drinking urine. I've been drinking flipped urine. Or let me just check in with my journal. 1,861 days. Wow, we dude. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know that that was the exact video that they were talking about, but that is like the main video that comes up when you look up urine flipping. So that led me down a rabbit hole because I was like, do people do this or is this just like one person's addiction? Yeah. Yes. So Thank you. at first I was like, okay, if it if it's oh, it was mostly this one woman from the show that came up, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to talk about it because it's obviously like somebody who is either unwell or struggling, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that was fascinating to me. But what really became fascinating to me was the fact that there are whole books on this. Whoa. And um, not so much the like drinking and then urinating it and then drinking that and like only doing that, but using urine in um, for like health purposes and like a lot of like holistic practitioners um, advocating for the use of urine in so many ailments. And so I found this book. Um, a few books, but, uh, and they all have really incredible covers, so we will definitely post them. Sorry um, if you're about to tell us this, but did the urine flipping person who's like definitely sounds sort of unwell, does that, did that person explain why they were flipping this urine? Is it just an addiction? Like they just want to flip this, they want to drink urine or is it like supposed to be doing something healthful for this person? I'm not sure like this woman's take on or that woman's take on it. Yeah. But I think the thinking is that it like helps like remineralize and it's like not letting go of some of the good things that come out of your body. I don't really understand it. So, wow. so I don't entirely know <laughs> what her reasoning is. Mineral um, retention. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So 
the main book seems to be this book called Urine Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's no, Elixir. Urine Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> Nature's Elixir for Good Health. And then on the cover, God. it also says, your personal treatment for acne, hair loss, infection, warts, asthma, indigestion, migraines, wrinkles, and many other common ailments. Sorry, if I drink urine, I'm not going to have wrinkles. Apparently. <laughs> Hot shit. So there are in this book, I read a lot of it because you can get the whole, the, the majority of it on Google Books um, with some excerpts taken out. A lot of it is about urine compresses on the outside of your body for like bruises, acne, all kinds of things like that. Um, but there are a number of moments where it advocates for drinking your urine. Also, <laughs> one part that... <laughs> Just this wording. Okay, so for edema, it says water accumulation in the tissue of the feet and lower legs is very common in the summertime. Urine massages, you may use old urine, it says in parentheses, can be a beneficial remedy. (laughs) Everybody who who has a tendency towards edema, I'm pronouncing that right? right? Yes, you are. Everybody who has a tendency towards edema should also do something in general to correct this disposition. My suggestion, fasting with urine for one week to 10 days and afterward, the regular drinking of urine in the morning. That's just one paragraph in this book. There are hundreds of pages of like ailments where every single one, the answer is urine in some capacity. Oh my God. At the end of this gossip, I'm going to need a trazodone. Yeah. (laughs) So um, this um, author... Flora Peschek Bomer. She has a couple different books on this, and she um, is a naturopathic. Um, she has a naturopathic mm-hmm. healing center in uh-huh. Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. There's also some Eastern tradition around urine, and I don't actually. I didn't find a whole lot about that, but some references to it. So I just okay. kind of want to give it a shout out. There could be like deep historical stuff there, um, but like real, like this is. She has like an author page on Simon and Schuster. It's like. It it like Oof. real companies are publishing this shit and and it's not recent. This is an older book, but I was blown away by it. And there's this other book I want to show you the cover of because it made me laugh so hard that the the way the the type is designed. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> where did it go? I had all this pulled up. Oh, I took a screenshot. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's such bad design. It says urine. <laughs> Therapy for beginners. <laughs> Not urine therapy for beginners, <laughs> but urine <laughs> therapy for beginners. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, that's, uh, it's horrible. Also, the I cannot believe they did an apple juice colored glass of urine and then they colored the word urine in urine color. Yes. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. unforgivable. And all of these books. Like, everything is so dark. I'm like, no wonder. Because you people are only drinking your own urine. Yeah. It just keeps concentrating. Yeah, you're going to pee out, like, like, yeah, brown liquid. Yeah. This so, is <sighs> Narstay. What do your kidneys look like? Right. Just a couple of shriveled up lima beans. <laughs> oh, raisins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Ugh. that's my gossip. My eavesdropped right into urine drinking. Did you hear anything like a... So they said urine flipping, but did they say anything like, were they doing it? No, I didn't get that feeling, but it was Uh hard to like hear them. And like, 
But what drew me in <laughs> initially, I got the feeling was that like they were sort of scandalized by the idea of it too. Okay, they were good. just like, thank God, oh my God, this thing. And then so that's kind of what like made my ear perk up, where mm-hmm. they were like, so about like kind of a flutter about something. Mm-hmm. And then I just heard the word urine flipping, and I was like, whoa, I'm gonna Google that when I get home. I wish that one of their girlfriends just got into it. Oh like I God. wish that they were like, can you believe that Alex has been urine flipping for six. <laughs> 675 days. God, I'm just impressed that you pee at all after that. No kidding. No kidding. Because yeah. you don't pee. I mean, sure, I mean, they must be drinking other lot, liquids because you, you would right? die. Like, you must. Yeah, that's not enough liquid. So I was just wild. Thank you. Yeah. That is bizarre. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Lauren, do you have anything uh, interesting that you've found on the old apps lately? I do. But one thing like I just wanted to talk about because I keep thinking about it and wanting to like bring it up. Yeah. Is um, every time like I go to like somebody's profile, I always think through like what the what the right piece of content to like is. Oh, and I was sure. wondering if you had like an approach to this. And I wondered like what other people's thought processes were around this, because like one little red flag for me is if I get um, a like from somebody and it's clear they've just liked my first photo. And to me, like, maybe it's that they just like that first photo or they think it's cute. I mean, I do try to make my cutest photo my first photo, but um, I, to me, that just sounds like I'm batch swiping yeah. or batch yeah. liking. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. In some ways, I think maybe I overanalyze it. I'm like, do I want it to be on like like their words? So it's like I'm I'm liking something they've said, which is more interesting. Or is it like I most for myself, I mostly will only um, – like like a photo if the photo is like indicative of something like deeper it's not just about like what they look like or like uh, certainly not like a mirror shot but it's them like doing something they're really invested in or interested in like if I'm not sending a message I try to at least like make it clear that I'm like connecting with some something more interesting in their profile and I just had no idea if other people overthink this (laughs) in the same way so I was curious about your your approach yeah that is so interesting to me. Um, and I I had never considered that someone liking my first photo was doing a batch thing, though that is totally logical. And mm. thank you for introducing that anxiety to I me. I mean, but I, I don't even know if that's real. I just no, it's great. like it's a great it just seems lazy point. to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um And so I also just want to say to give a little context for anyone who's not on the apps that different apps have different features that work like this. Like you're primarily probably talking about Hinge, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly overthink it in every, on every app, but like, yeah, I'm probably, I I'm on Hinge most right now. That's like kind of, yeah. Well, I just mean like on Hinge, the way that you match with someone is you Mm -hmm. like something on their profile and you can like it and attach a. Uh, like some words, like a little message with it, or you can just like it, like heart it, and it'll be like, this person hearted your shit. Yeah, exactly. um, That's right, because that's like one of the only ones where you see specifically what kind of content people are responding to. Right, exactly. And on Bumble, it's a swiping situation, swipe left or right, and that's true for Tinder. And um, And OkCupid. And OkCupid, yep. And so, yeah, so for Hinge, I'm more often on Hinge as well, and I'll say... I think that so first off, I don't I don't like a lot of men mm-hmm. on Hinge. Oh me either. I just respond to the people who <laughs> like or, me. Or in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just respond to the people who like me. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's like my most um, utilized method of doing Hinge. But if I am going to like somebody, then I will typically like something in the middle of the profile, mm-hmm. whether it's a like written prompt or a photo. Um, there is a new feature on Bumble where you can send a compliment. Oh, interesting. Yes. I hate Bumble. I know. Maybe I'll check it out. (laughs) I know. Um, But that's basically the same thing. You can like compliment something on the profile. But yeah, I think I typically do something in the middle, honestly. Um, But I will just like the thing that really that like sealed the deal for me. Yeah. Like whatever the thing is, like I'm usually reading through a profile. I'm like, that's nice. I like that. I like that. And then there'll be something that I'm like, yep, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I'll like, like. What about you? I mean, what do you like on someone's profile? If I'm going to like a photo, I try not to like what I think is the hottest photo. <laughs> so I don't know why that is, but to me, I'm like, well, you're obviously hot in that one. Like, if I think you're interesting or I, I like you, I want you to some, I want to somehow signal that I'm not just like in it for your looks. I don't know, like classic overthinking. <laughs> like, also, great. what somebody else thinks is their hottest photo and what I think are the, is the hottest photo might be completely different or like any other human in the world, you know? So yeah. I don't know. But typically I'm like responding to something somebody has said as love opposed it. to like liking a photo. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I try to like, I try to be equal about like responding just to people who like me and also putting my feelers out there. You're amazing. That's spoken again, like a true Leo. You're like, yeah, who cares? I just put it out there. I'm like, well, I don't care. like it. Okay. It just feels like if, it feels if like I equitable. believe in equality, yeah. that like, I, that's the work that I need to do because do I want the man to ask me out? Absolutely. But do I know that like that is sort of an unfair expectation? Yes. So I try to at least do it some of the time. I like to sink into my divine feminine and just sit back and let the man, the <laughs> divine masculine approach me. Fill your pelvic pool. Yeah. I like to fill my pelvic bowl. I want to let him fill my pelvic bowl. <laughs> With refiltered urine. <laughs> Love. Love. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I have a profile to show you today. Ooh, yes. um, this is, I'd like for you to describe this person yes I love describing I know <laughs> it's not it, there's nothing like major to describe here I yeah, just well like I just want you to describe because he describes himself later and I'd like us to discuss <laughs> so here you go all right so this is mm-hmm. he's 40 uh three <laughs> I can't read numbers 40 ah uh, three <laughs> Lauren, forty. Yeah, you sent uh, me something on Instagram that was like the, the highest height of comedy is when your friend says something just a little bit wrong. <laughs> also so true. It made us made me think of this podcast instantly. I'm yeah. Like, uh, uh, so good. Sometimes even when I listen back, I'm like, "What? I said that word wrong and didn't even notice." <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. So go here is. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about him. I know. He looks a little dumbfounded. <laughs> and like like he, he looks a little confused about something. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a pretty man. Mm-hmm. Um, very like sort of fit build. He has kind of olivey skin, short cropped, very dark hair, and like a like more than a five o'clock shadow beard, but like very short cropped beard and mustache situation with a little bit of salt and pepper around the chin. Um, pretty classically attractive, kind of a um, Joey from Friends vibe, but less oh, puppy yeah. dogish. Huh. Like more, um, like a more chiseled, squared off version, like yeah. less like round and little boyish. Um, and yeah, he's just, he has like one arm up. He's just like standing in front of a blank white wall and looking off kind of to the side in the distance with like 
an ex- like almost expressionless but not dead face. Yeah. Where he seems very confused about <laughs> Yeah, <something>. totally. <laughs> Can you read to the busybodies what his job is? Yes. He is a mathematician at cryptography. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I was just like, oh, you know, he was definitely like more attractive than necessary than like, you know, a lot of the people that you see on Bumble. Mm -hmm. Not, not like, which is silly to say because I find many, many different types of guys attractive. I mean, like, like sort of formatively, like conservatively attractive, like just like pretty boy attractive, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, huh, interesting. And I'm always interested in like when like pretty boys are on. the apps I'm like what's your deal why are you here it's so funny I don't know and obviously everyone's here because we're trying to find love right yeah unless you're catfishing with um with like hot boy Francesco photos anyway so that was the first photo and I was like what's this guy's deal and his about me section says I am not looking for a hookup and I am not looking for someone who desperately needs to be someone's wife I hope to find something beautiful and honest whatever it may be for how long it lasts I'm from Italy I'm a gentleman and I'm very educated, despite my D-bag like photos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I well said. I loved that. I was oh like, God. you know what? That's great because every single photo after this is like da 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 da. Oh God. He's doing that like <laughs> like popped white collar. Not it's not actually popped, but it's just like stiff. St- yeah, stiff white collar. With like a black suit jacket, white pockets, square, but like unbuttoned a little. Yeah, like, one might even say erect. <laughs> yes, yes. And like a little bit of chest hair showing, head cocked. Like, mm-hmm. And this is taken in a studio. This oh, is a studio photo. Sure. Glamour shot. Oh, man. Can I swipe for more? Um, for... Well, I, can you read the prompt? Oh, yes. The quickest way to my heart is smiles and extra extra sweetness yeah dot, dot. yeah i just find it funny yeah you can swipe yeah I mean, he is very handsome but yeah he is he they all look like he's trying real hard then we have another studio photo yeah a glamour shot mm-hmm. where he's like very intensely like direct lighting with black background and he's wearing like a black shirt so it's kind of just and he has like his hand like on his head mm-hmm. i'm not really sure what that's about honestly it's a good looking photo yeah it's supposed to give him like angles probably in shadow you yeah. know or whatever yeah it's like a lot of high contrast high contrast yep for yeah. sure and then oh a mirror a mirror shot where he has yeah. almost like a faux hawk yeah and it says i'm known for being kind i'm like are you yeah it's hard it's hard to believe because of again the d-bag photos Oh my god! I have this one saved too. No way! Yes. I was going to talk to you I've about had this it today. on my list for. I'm sorry that I swiped, but I have this on my list to talk about for a while. So oh really? Fine. Yes. Okay. Well, let's just like just wanted to say <laughs> mostly because he's just like such a little babe, but then has the, like his own self read on knowing that they're d bag photos. Yeah. I thought it was like kind of very interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of. It really cool. levels him up in my book. Because, yeah, me too. I mean, he's very attractive, so. Hello. But yeah. still, I would also swipe left on him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It turns out then that Lauren and I have both saved the same Hinge profile to talk about. And so I'm just going to read you. Did you did you save both of the bad ones from this one? No, just that one. I don't okay. The other one. There's another bad one. It's been one. a while. I've had it for like months. So I don't, you know. Okay. So this guy is just like a very normal looking white guy. He's like, you know, he is... Or presents as white, I should say. But he has, like, you know, a little bit of a beard, like, Ray-Ban sunglasses, like, doing his thing. Can you remind me what he looks like? Just so I can have a picture because yeah. I think I just have the prompt saved. Yeah. I don't oh, know. right, right. Yeah. 
So the prompt that we saved is he's responding to the prompt, I'm convinced that. And his response is, Kesha is my spirit animal, even if that's a little offensive to indigenous people and their culture. It just feels true. Ugh. It is, I mean... It's one thing and annoying to be clueless about that. It is a whole other thing to not be clueless about it and just go for it anyway. And, and then uh, call it out and be like, it yeah. might be a little offensive, but call I've decided that's okay. And minimize it. If, yes. Even if that's a little offensive. You don't know that it's a little. It right. could be incredibly offensive. And there have been plenty of indigenous activists who have said it is incredibly offensive. Yeah. You know, and so you don't just get like, to make that call. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be like, it's a little offensive, but I'm still going to do it because it feels right to me. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. colonialist and not even for like some great effect either no like, exactly yeah what you're are not you saying, saying anything interesting to me yeah you could just say i like kesha right That's yeah. the same thing like, i really really like kesha yeah exactly <laughs> or i relate to kesha i want to be deeply. kesha if yeah. i could be anyone i'd be kesha yeah like, whatever all those things say the same thing and then there's another one though because i was like ugh, that sucks and then i kept reading and i was like <laughs> woof and this one is my most irrational fear and he said my most rational fear is that i'm not really mature enough for a relationship but dying alone sounds pretty lame and uncool this actually isn't irrational whoops <laughs> no uh. i'm like on a dating profile please don't put that you're not mature enough for a relationship i mean maybe i guess i kind of want to know though if you, like thanks for the info but like if you're trying to actually catch somebody i'm not sure that's the way to go well that's what i'm saying yeah. i'm like you need to do the work and just be on a dating app saying like i'd like something casual because that's mm -hmm. all that you can offer mm -hmm. and then do the work to try to become mature enough for a relationship yeah. and then be on there for a relationship like yeah. that's how we do it that's the way <laughs> we do it that is normal and honest you don't have to do this weird back and forth, say you want a relationship, then say you're not mature enough for it, but actually dying alone sounds terrible. So that's the only reason I really want it. Like, it's just so much silly extrapolation. I just, I was like, I could not smash the X fast. <laughs> I felt the same way about that guy. Ugh. I don't remember that prompt or that response, but it's very interesting. Yeah, it just bummed me out. Together in a, in a little set. Yeah, bummed me out. And I have to say, too, like, I'm not even sure that I'm, like, super mature enough for, like, the world's best relationship. I know I want to try and I want to work at it and I want to do the work to get there. And I know that that might require some work within relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but I also just am not going to put it out there so that I can then say, well, you knew what you were getting into when you got into it or whatever. I right, don't know. Like none of this is on me because yeah. I gave you some kind of warning ahead of time. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Ugh. So I'm glad that we both have that. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> oh my God. Um, did you have All another right. one for me? I do have a little profile for you. Cool. Um, so I would like to enter this profile into the, is this a Russian spy conversation? Yes. <laughs> All right. Sweet. What's the name? Well, Volodymyr. No, 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 because he's a spy, right? So he's like. So Chad. Okay, his name is. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And I have a little video. I've taken a video of his profile, and okay. there are a couple of zooms. But you'll see. I don't think you need to like read everything. Mm -hmm. You'll see the ones that are like the most, the most Russian. The most first, Russian. <laughs> first of all, he looks incredibly Russian to me. Yeah. So let me describe for you. Looks like he's probably five seven. And he has a close cropped beard. He has like what I always think of as the Russian nose, mm -hmm. incredibly pointy and sort of. Um, but also like, like strong. A strong, absolutely strong and like beak ish. 
and then in thin lips and like what looks like a discerning stare. He's wearing a bunch of like Carhartt wear and a very close, tight black beanie that's kind of nautical looking. And he's this photo of him has a bunch of solar flares in it and a lot of snow. Um, and he looks like he is, you know, he's like outside braving the snow in just a sweatshirt, which I'm always like, <laughs> you're from a cold place, um, like Russia. Yes. <laughs> and he also has that like, and I find this like very attractive, like almost blocky head, like mm. almost like moon face, like quality, like really wide face, like mm-hmm. strong, yeah, strong jaw, like kind of, kind of a meatball, but like, but in a cute way. <laughs> Meat, meatball <laughs> Putin. Yeah. <laughs> Not in like a Ron DeSantis way. Not a oh. meatball Ron way, but. Together we could redistribute the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's totally sober. Oh, the next photo is, uh, is him like doing strength training with two children like he's doing like bicep curls with children and he's not even smiling and it just says borrowed kids for strength training (laughs) borrowed kids for strength training (laughs) a goal of mine is to own a barn (laughs) something that's non-negotiable for me is creation is greater than consumption (laughs) seems right Again, these values. I mean, if he is a communist, he's not being very discreet about it. That's right. Uh, and then a this could be us photo of uh, like a for- is that a forklift? It's what like it- a, a pallet jack? Oh, is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. I love learning from you. <laughs> There's a photo of a pallet jack with a pallet jack on top of it, wrapped in <laughs> wrapped in cardboard, like it's a brand new pallet jack on a pallet jack. <laughs> uh, uh. And that's that. Yeah, I think probably. Right. I think most likely this man was born in Russia and he's here to he's here to take your wealth and give it to the poor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So just add him into the uh, the canon of potential Russian spies. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> awesome. And if he is one, he's not very good at it and he's Message- not hiding it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Message him and ask if he knows my landlord. <laughs> oh, I just might. I can't remember. I, I can't remember which way I swiped on him. Oh, well. you should have swiped the good way on him. He's a good match for you. You think so? Yeah, he's, he's cute. I he think he's cute. attractive. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, he has a beakish nose and a wide face, and I find that attractive, frankly. Mm, me too. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have any flags this week? Red flags or green flags? Hit me with whichever one you want to hit me with. Okay. I have a red flag this week that I think that you will be like, I can't believe. You've known this about me for a long time, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. Oh, my God. And I, it just, like, blew me away when it came to my to mind because well it's so intrinsic to you probably that you can't even think of something that you would name okay yeah so my red flag is utilicilts oh (laughs) mg i'm so turned off by utilicilts i don't mind a man in a kilt i don't like mind a man wearing some kind of utilitarian clothing i don't want them combined Uh like when i lived in seattle i walked by the utilicilt store like every day on my way to work. And I was just like, why, why? And then I moved back here. I thought it was just a Seattle thing. Then I moved back here. There are so many like dropkick Murphy fans who wear utilicils and yep. uh, other, other varieties as well. But I just can't, I don't know what it even is about them, but I just, <laughs> it is, uh, I would I like know. to apologize for, uh, dating a kilt guy while I was living with you too. <laughs> you did date a utility kilt guy. <laughs> yes. And that's why I knew you would find it very funny. <laughs> and I remember discussing it at the time. You were like, I like this guy, but just so you know, <laughs> he wears a utility kilt. <laughs> and you were like, 
and gay. Um, oh, good luck. <laughs> you were very supportive, honestly. Yeah, that's how I mean. Yeah, you're I like, try. it's my red flag, not yours. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. fine. You know, people love you, Tillakilt. Get down with your bad self. You do what you do, but I'm just not going to date you, and that's fine, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good one. Wow, that is so funny. It's an oldie, but oh, I'm getting. Yeah, deep from the, from the archive. How about you? Any red flags? Yeah, my red flag this week actually comes from uh, one of my coworkers, and she said I could say her name, Thais. She told me about an ex of hers who used to chat people up, like on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, about an item that they had, and then would just never pick it up what and i was like that's a giant red flag like act interested like you're gonna purchase something from somebody and then they like maybe they take down the post maybe they don't you know maybe they turn away other buyers and then you just like ghost yeah it's like kind of dickish but i'm also like what is that about what itch is that scratching for that person is it just a control thing maybe power power yeah it's like so minimal and bizarre and like kind of harmless so I guess if you need an outlet for like exerting power, like maybe that one's not so bad, but really I interesting. Yes, so weird. Definitely a red flag. Yeah, totally a red flag. And I can't even tell you, like, I don't think I need to go into it much. I think you can tell why that sucks. I'm just like, you're an a-hole. You don't care about other people. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid. And you waste people's time. I have a really tough time with time wasting. Mm. Like, uh, I get kind of crank about it a little yeah. bit i'll be honest so well we have, that have a million me. demands on our time so yeah yeah and also don't be a man on the internet wasting my time <laughs> just don't just in general yep <laughs> yeah so that's that oh. what about a green flag all right so my green flag this week are um anyone who sort of like helps support a family member so that oh. could be like financial or i've dated a few men who are like you know kind of like help out their moms, whether that's because, you know, like they're in her life a lot, like helping her do things around the house. Often it's single, single mothers, um, or sometimes it's financial. It's just, it's such Beautiful. a green flag. Oh, yeah, totally. Like when a guy's like, yeah, I'm going to go help my sister move or something. Yeah. Or I go <laughs> like have dinner with my mom or like make her dinner every Sunday. Yeah. Or it could be, yeah, I like pay her rent because she doesn't Ugh. you know like any of those just like such a dream yeah Thoughtful, lovely. and lovely. it doesn't have to be mom it, it has been in my experience mostly mostly sons taking care of their mothers but sometimes dads too and mm-hmm. yeah or siblings it's just beautiful yeah yeah good one mm-hmm. that is so sweet yeah Ugh. also just like any man who displays like caretaker tendencies in any kind of way i just like find yeah. It's just, it's, we're just more becoming more rare in our world that we like help each other yeah, and our natural helpers. And we're so used to just being, you know, the rugged individualism of America kind of like, you know, con- kind of consolidates us into thinking that we need to just like purchase our help or, you know, I yeah. don't know. We don't have a lot of like intergenerational cohabitation like mm-hmm. we did in, you know, even just a generation mm-hmm. before us. Yeah. And without churches, yeah. there's a real community breakdown for mm-hmm. co- like community aid, mm-hmm. um, which we now see, I think, a really heartening and beautiful change as like, honestly, young millennials and Gen Z are getting into mutual aid and creating, you know, aid structures that are outside of like the nonprofit world and outside of like capitalism. Um, and that's like beautiful but yes when you when someone helps there or is like caretaking a family member an elder family member or something that's beautiful yeah beautiful thing good one great green flag how about your green flag my green flag this week is actually just because i saw this on a dating profile and i actually think i may have 
alluded to this in something before, but I couldn't remember and I didn't look it up. So we're just going to go with it, <laughs> which is that I saw a guy describe himself as passionate and loyal. Oh. And I was like, wow. I, like, I couldn't believe what, like, what a strong reaction I had in my body to that. Mm. Like, I was like, wow, if you feel like you can own those two descriptors, that just says so much about your character mm-hmm. that you're like a passionate person who cares about things and cares about people and is going to care about your partner passionately. And you're deeply loyal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or you're just like really into being a good lover and you're loyal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I think loyalty, I think I, I think it's just become like a really, really important factor for me mm-hmm. as I've gotten older. I think I didn't always feel that way. And I think that word just really uh, is like really evocative to me mm-hmm. now for something that I just want. I just want someone who, who knows how to be loyal. Yeah. And I want that of myself too. Yeah. So we're clear. Well, that makes sense based on some other conversations we've had too. Like yeah. just, yeah, that it's of high importance and trust and loyalty go hand in hand. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great. Um, green flags. Yeah. Good green flags this week, huh? Um, this has been a delight. It was lovely seeing you. It was lovely trying out our new audio equipment. If you hear any uh, bits or bobs that sound kind of funny, I'm sure it's just because we're getting used to new equipment. Thank you for listening. Or you're going to be blown away by our beloved goddess voices. Exactly. Yeah. Or you are horny for our voices. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's what we're going for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just looking to make you horny. Um, See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Babe Patrol is created and hosted by Lauren Audette and Ashley Bliss and is produced by Steph George. If you need an audio producer, find her website in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by no one as of right now, but if you would like to advertise with us, please reach out. We are interested in absolutely anybody, but if you own a place where gossip happens, then you completely should be advertising with us. Email us at baypatrolpod at gmail.com. As a listener, you can also support us at patreon.com slash baypatrolpod and get some extra goodies there for your trouble. And if you can't support us with dollars, we ask that you like us, rate us five stars, and review us wherever you listen to us. It helps people find us and gossip with us. Find us on Instagram at Bay Patrol Pod and send us any hot gossip tips or dating stories to our email, which again is baypatrolpod at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, busybodies. The Bay Patrol theme song was written and recorded by John Medham and Laura Cromwell with members of the former band Hawkslit, Russ Graham on guitar, Aaron Rooney on vocals, Edie Davis Quinn on vocals, and myself, Lauren Audette, on the Vibra Slap. It was recorded at Running Girl Studios at the Hibernaculum.